Sokka's 10-step plan to win over Fire Princess Azumi by Una Carita Felip Read by Melo Zuko, dear, from AO3 Rating, teen enough audiences Archive warning, no archive warnings apply Category, multi Fandom, Avatar The Last Airbender Relationships, Sokka slash Zuki slash Zuko Izumi and Sokka Sokka slash Zuko Sokka slash Suki, Suki slash Zuko. Characters Sokka, Zuko, Suki, Azumi. Additional tags Established relationship, post canon, kid fic, step parents, kind of, fluff, sweet, family, Sokka has a cane. Summary when Izumi doesn't immediately warm up to Sokka upon his return from the South Pole, he designs an elaborate plan to win her over. Zuko barely looks up from his scroll as Sokka slams open the door to his study and throws himself dramatically on the chaise longue. Having known Sokka for ten years, and dated him for one, Zuko is no stranger to his boyfriend's flair for the dramatic. Zuko, Sokka whines, Zuko, Zoo, we need to break up. That gets Zuko's attention. His writing brush clatters to the table, completely ruining the scroll he's working on, and he turns to look at his boyfriend with wide, panicked eyes. What? Why? It just doesn't make sense. Sokka got back to the Fire Nation yesterday, after spending four months with his family in the South Pole, and everything had been fine. They, along with Suki, had reunited on the dock, had a nice dinner, and stayed up well into the night, catching up. Zuko can't imagine what could have gone wrong between then and now for Sokka to break up with him. Unless Sokka had only spent last night with them because he wanted to be with Suki? But he'd kissed Zuko on the mouth and told him that he loved him and missed him. Why would he do that if he was going to break up with Zuko today? And where the hell is Suki? If Sokka's breaking up with him, then surely their girlfriend should be... We need to break up because Azumi hates me, Sokka whines. Zuko blinks. Then, he reaches for the small wooden apple on his table, and lobs it directly at Sokka's head. What the fuck, Sokka? he asks, as the apple tumbles to the ground. I thought you were serious. I am serious, Zuko, Sokka says. He throws an arm over his face like the dramatic bisexual he is. How can we ever be together when your daughter hates me? You and Suki should just go on without me. Zuko rolls his eyes. Izumi is a shy three-year-old who hasn't seen you in four months, he says, moving his ruined piece of parchment to the side and spreading out a clean sheet. He'll have to start it over again. She doesn't hate you, she just doesn't remember you yet. She high-fived Katara! Sokka says, morosely. His tone implies Izumi may as well have murdered him. I asked her for a high-five, and she said no, and then she turned around and high-fived Katara almost immediately. She hasn't seen Katara in, like, a year, Zuko. Familiarity has nothing to do with it. Zuko smirks. Sokka's going to hate him for it, but he really can't help himself. That's rough, buddy. There's movement behind him before something thwacks against the back of Zuko's head. 
When he looks down, he can see the small wooden apple on the floor. He supposes he deserved that. It's not funny, Zuko, Sokka protests. Zuko snorts. It's a little bit funny. Besides, it's not Azumi's fault that she's a bit of a misandrist. She's surrounded by so many awesome women that it's only fair that she's a little more open with them than she is the men. Zuko's not worried. He watched her warm up to Haru and Teo just fine last month. He has no doubt that she'll be best friends with Sokka soon enough. He turns around, and his heart stings at the genuinely sad look on Sokka's face. He really cares about this. It's kind of sweet, actually, how much Sokka wants to be loved by Zuko's daughter. Zuko smiles, and quietly moves to squat next to the chaise long, placing a gentle hand on his boyfriend's knee. Don't take it personally, my love, Zuko consoles. Kids are just like that sometimes. But she'll come around as long as you spend enough time around her, and, you know, occasionally do nice things with her. Sokka gasps and suddenly springs to his feet, knocking Zuko's hand off his knee. Zuko loses his balance and tumbles to the floor. You're right, Zuko, Sokka says brightly. I need a plan to win her over. Zuko blinks. Sokka, I legitimately did not say that at all. I'll find a way to slowly win her over so that she doesn't get suspicious, Sokka continues, as if Zuko hadn't spoken. He starts pacing around the room, the same way he does when he's working on a difficult invention. I think I could probably win her over in, like, a week, if I play my cards right. Zuko drops his head into his hands. Sokka, he says, you don't need a week, or a plan. Of course I need a plan, Zuko, Sokka says. You're important to me, and she's important to you and to me, and so I'll do what I have to to win her over. I'll draft something up between my meetings today, and you and Suki can help me critique it tonight. Sokka, Zuko protests. I better go get started, Sokka says, leaning in to press a kiss to Zuko's forehead. Bye, Zu, I love you. Sokka, Zuko calls again, but the words are lost as the study door bangs closed behind Sokka. The man really is a force of nature when he wants to be. It's no wonder every leader in the world is beholden to him in one way or another. Zuko moves back to his desk and picks up his brush to get on with his work. He's sure Sokka will be fine. Although unnecessary, having a plan to focus on will probably stop Sokka's worries from blowing out into a real panic while they wait for Izumi to warm up to him. Zuko just hopes Sokka doesn't spend their entire night explaining it. After all, there are much better ways for the three of them to spend Sokka's second night in the Fire Nation. Zuko, unfortunately, works all through dinner and steps into their bedroom late. He finds Sokka next to his massive wall-sized chalkboard, leaning against his walking stick and gesturing to an elaborate mind map drawn around the words, Sokka's 10-step plan to win over Fire Princess Azumi. Zuko, Suki exclaims, making grabby hands for him the moment he walks through the door. Come and save me. Zuko laughs. He starts stripping his outerwear, hanging it neatly on the hooks next to the door. How long has this presentation been going? Like, ten minutes, Sokka says, at the same moment Suki deadpans. Over an hour. Zuko snorts. All right, 
Give me the highlights, he says, sitting on the bed next to Suki. She immediately cuddles into his side and he wraps an arm around her shoulders, leaning in to press a kiss to the other side of her temple. I don't need to give you the highlights, Sokka says. I can just start from the... Sokka, Suki interrupts, kind but extremely firm. Give the man the highlights. Sokka sighs. Okay. So this plan takes place over a week. The general idea is that I will first get her used to my presence by spending time in the same rooms as her without directly engaging with her. I will then convince Izumi that I am fun and interesting by introducing her to my interests in a way that puts no pressure on her to respond to me. See, this is where I have a problem, Suki interrupts, a beautiful, cheeky smile on her face. Your interests are all super boring. Sokka glares at her. Yes, my interests are so boring that you've been dating me for ten years, Suki, he says. Zuko laughs and presses another kiss to Suki's hair. Sokka does have a point. Now, if you're not going to be helpful, can you at least be quiet so I can explain to Zuko? Suki opens her mouth to speak, but Zuko gently shushes her. The sooner they finish this, the sooner they can get to the fun part of their night. Sorry, Sokka, he says. What's the next step? Okay, so the next step is offering to do things for Izumi, Sokka says, gesturing to a point on the board. Small things, like braiding her hair or painting her nails or taking her to see the turtle ducks when you're both in meetings and may entirely are busy. She should hopefully trust me enough at this stage in the week to want to give it a go. Zuko nods. He thinks Azumi would trust Sokka tomorrow if he offered to braid her hair or paint her nails. All it would take is seeing him braid Katara's hair, and Azumi would be clamouring for the opportunity to get hers done too. Suki, however, likes watching their boyfriend suffer. And if she says no? Sokka grins. Then I pull out the big guns, he says, jabbing his walking stick at a section of the board. He's written, Buy her shit in big blocky letters. You're gonna bribe my daughter? Zuko asks. You're gonna bribe my daughter, who is princess of the Fire Nation and already has access to whatever material possessions she could ever want? I'm going to gift your daughter precious items from the Southern Water Tribe, Sokka says. It's different, and I totally think it could work, but I am looking for your feedback, so please, if you have any real criticisms, I would love to know about them. Zuko frowns. There's not actually anything wrong with Sokka's plan. It's just... It's too long, Sokka, Suki says bluntly. Like, nine steps too long. I don't see that as a problem, Sokka says. If she likes me before we get to step ten, then that's fine, but I want to have a complete plan to make sure she stops hating me. She doesn't hate you, Zuko exclaims. She's just shy. Zuko, I asked her if she liked my dragon tattoo, and she said no, Sokka exclaims, clearly frustrated. She loves dragons. She just hates me. Zuko sighs. There's no way they're going to get this through to Sokka. Suki huffs and swings out of bed. She walks over to Sokka and wraps an arm around his shoulders. How about this, babe? We'll first enact my one-step plan to win over Izumi, and if that doesn't work, 
then you can enact your 10-step plan and Zuko and I will support you every step of the way. Sokka looks dubious. What's your one step? he asks. It's a surprise, Suki says, smiling. Her eyes twinkle mischievously. Zuko's not convinced she has a one-step plan just yet. I'll do it over breakfast, but you gotta trust me. Sokka narrows his eyes at their girlfriend, searching for any sign of a joke. Suki keeps grinning. Okay, fine, Sokka agrees. I trust you. Good, Suki says. And in the meantime, I've got my own ten-step plan to enact. Sokka opens his mouth to speak, but Suki kisses the question right off his lips. Zuko scrambles from the bed, clamouring to get behind Sokka and press a kiss to the side of his neck. This is the kind of ten-step plan he can get behind. When Zuko and Azumi make it to breakfast the next morning, they find a selection of children's books from the palace library sprawled out on the dining table next to their congee and dumplings. Izumi's favourite book, The Ugly Turtle Duckling, is placed right next to Izumi's chair, close enough that she can grab it when she sits down. Fucking Suki, Zuko thinks. This plan is brilliant. Sokka is a natural storyteller. Izumi won't be able to resist. Daddy, Izumi asks, immediately reaching for the book. Will you read this to me? Zuko catches Suki's eye across the table. She, not so subtly, tilts her head in Sokka's direction. Actually, baby, my voice is kind of tired this morning, Zuko says apologetically, touching his throat. Izumi's little face falls. But why don't you ask your Uncle Sokka to read it for you? He's very good at reading. Izumi immediately looks at Sokka, her eyes narrowed. Zuko follows her gaze and immediately has to bite his lip to stop himself from laughing. Sokka has taken on spirits and assassins and an entire Fire Nation Air Force, but he looks absolutely terrified facing down Zuko's three-year-old daughter. Uncle Sokka, Azumi says politely, will you read this to me? Sokka smiles, happy and relieved and so fucking beautiful. Of course, sweetheart, he says. Can I come and sit next to you so you can see the pictures? Izumi nods enthusiastically, and Sokka beams as he makes his way over to her. He slides into the chair next to her and opens the book, starting to read the story to her. His voice is loud and clear, and the voices he gives the characters are hilarious. Izumi clearly adores it. And Zuko, well, he's pretty fond of it too. When Sokka finishes the book, Izumi points at another one on the table. That one next, Uncle Sokka. Sokka laughs. Of course, Izumi. Anything you want. That was Sokka's ten-step plan to win over Fire Princess Izumi by Unikarita Felith. Thanks so much to them for this adorable family fic, and for letting me record it. If you enjoyed listening, please tell me what you liked over in the comments on AO3, or come shout at me on Tumblr, at Dear. 
You can also find Una Carita Feliz there, at Una Carita Feliz. Thanks again, till the next one.